stage, John Hasty with totally unrehearsed applause! Breaking special, everybody! Ladies and gentlemen, it is the second Saturday of the Edinburgh Festival. Everyone is in full festival mode. People are excited. People don't know why they're here. One man is still wearing a coat. <laughs> Even though we already discussed wearing a coat was a di Sir, you're a fair man, and you're by the lights. You will, you will burst in flame. What is your name, my man? Josh. Josh. All right. <laughs> What do you, where do you hail from, Josh? I'm from a place called Chester. Place from, called Chester? I've been to Chester. Have you? I have. I, it has the best Indian restaurant I've ever been to in my entire life. Called? I don't know, but it's by the station, and they have a bow tie. By the river. Yes. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Chester is a piece of shit northern town that has the best world food I've ever... I had an amazing Moroccan food there. I had killer Turkish food, and then someone took me to... It was just your typical sort of British curry house. It looks like the 70s. There's a fat man that might have been Bernard Manning in there. For the people, Bernard Manning is what Britain used to call a comedian. And he was a fat man from Manchester, and he just said racial slurs, and then men applauded because you guys really needed political correctness at a certain point. It's very, I like the progress that Britain has made. But that is because up until the 90s, you're like, blackface is cool and women aren't people. Have a good time. <laughs> Not enough people laughed at that joke. Some of you nodded. It's going to be a long hour. Now. And, uh, and uh, why does Chester have such an amazing sort of world-renowned weird street food? I can't figure it out. No idea. Thanks. <laughs> and Josh, what brings you to the festival? Are you a performer? Are you a punter? I, I'm a student here. You're a student here in Edinburgh. What are you studying? International business. International business. Yeah. Hence why the code is on at any moment. Yeah. War with North Korea could break out. You need to go start selling factory space in that country so you can make some of them bunts. Not a funny joke, but politically relevant. Now, uh, and Josh, so you're studying at Edinburgh Uni? Yeah. Undergrad? Yeah. Second year. How old, how old are you? 20 years old. I've never heard people actually go on before. <laughs> Uh, and Josh, it's because you're, you're similar to me. We have similar hairlines. Where, where it's a fucking annoying Anglo-Saxon jeans where our hairs kind of go back into a point so we don't get older, but we get more evil. For me, my job as a comedian, not fun. You can see some people are off put by it. Your hair, perfect. You look like Gordon Gecko. All you need, you're 20, you don't know who Gordon Gecko is. Hands up, who knows who Gordon Gecko is? Bullshit. Yeah, isn't it fucking annoying that not everyone's hand is up? <laughs> Remember when our parents would look at us weird when they would make a reference to, like, Columbo, and we'd be like, who's that, your friend? Like, <laughs> And now it's fucking... Like, Back to the Future is... A film? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Did you hear the disgust from the older people? It's not a film. That is a documentary about a boy who went back in time <laughs> to learn that it's wrong to try and fuck your mom. It's very important. <laughs> It's seminal and really explains Reagan's political ideals. Now, uh, and, uh, and you're 20 years old, and who are you here with, Josh? Are you solo? Are you with... by myself. You're by yourself. Yeah! The bravest of audience members. And why did you come by yourself? Because I have no friends here. They're all working at the 
No, no. He phrased, phrased that in a beautiful English way where it sounded like we should feel sympathy for him, but then he finished it with, I have no friends because they're working right now. So at the beginning, you're like, oh, Josh. And then it's like, oh, you, your friends have jobs. Stop bragging, Josh. In this economy, none of my friends have jobs. Nothing to do with the job, the business. They're just comedians and they've chosen not to work. Yeah, you're going to be an interesting crowd in that you're nodding, but laughter eludes you. Good. Josh, can someone please pass this jar back to Josh? And Josh, I want you to take a piece of paper out of it. Just look at it. Don't read it aloud. And you, miss, what is your name? Laura. You said that like you weren't sure. Laura. You're sure now. What's your last name, Laura? Oh, no. What was that? Laura. I assume these are your friends. <laughs> That's a fucking fantastic Laura. I can see I can see why she doesn't like it because you call her clappy. You're an adult. You can call someone. Yeah, you're just walking down the street. Clappy. Um, what's the most embarrassing time one of your friends have yelled clappy at you? Probably, probably when I was playing football against an, an office, opposite team and they were like, who the fuck is that? They thought I obviously had some issues. I really like that you specified opposite team because I'm from North America and you kind of assumed I didn't know how fucking football worked. <laughs> that was some beautiful underlying xenophobia you weren't aware of. And I did my diligence of pointing it out. People laughed. And now I understand why they call you Clappy. I don't. It's a really mean nickname. But I have... Does it? Yeah, it does. Listen, my nickname with all my friends is Fat John. Because I used to be fat. What's annoying is they're all now fat. And when I'm like, no, fuck you, you're fat. And they're like, yeah, well, that's not my nickname. And so it's not funny, but it's just accurate. And I got in a lot of trouble because I told uh, my friend um, my friend Andy Balls, he's gotten really fat, and he's got uh, three kids. And uh, I told his eldest to start calling him Fat Dad. And I, t I did that when he was two, when he was like a sponge. Now he just calls him Fat Dad all the time. And they don't know what to do because it's just like that's how he knows his father is his Fat Dad. So it's less of a prank and more of me scarring a child. But hey... I'll be laughing when he's 18. Now, Clappy, you've been through a lot in your life. Your, your friends have disrespected you your entire life. You're right, they have. It's rude, it's unfair. Did you see the glee in their eyes? Look, she's, she's rubbing her hands like a praying mantis or a Bond villain. Just, ha-ha, Clappy's been gotten again. It's one down. And so, uh, I'm not going to call you Clappy because it, it makes it seem like some sort of we... I'm going to, because calling... I don't know, can you? Zing. Finally, we're alone. <laughs> what is your name, madam? Stacy. Are you fucking stealing his seat? <laughs> Are you all? Yeah, I know we're all friends here. If, if someone coughs, this is going to become a very unintentional orgy. Uh, so, Laura, what I would like you to do is, Josh is going to stand up and read the title of this episode, okay. and you get to decide in what manner he reads that title. It can be anything you want. Um, country. Just country? That's very open wide. What do you mean by country? Which country? No, like 
like country. Like deep south. Come on. Like yeah, deep, like deep south. Deep yeah, south. Yeah, All right, Josh, stand up. Belt it out, brother. Can I, I am never going to the mall again. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Thank you very much, Josh. May I say, you slipped into that fantastically well. Uh, have you ever been to America? No. Uh, yeah, America, not the deep south thing. The very good cat. Where in America did you go? Chicago. Chicago. I love Chicago. It's the best city in America. You have to go. If you hate America, you're sitting there as judgy Europeans fanning yourselves like a man from the American South who owns people. That's just a historically accurate term. I understand how you all clammed up because slavery is a bad thing, but I'm not endorsing it, even though I look like a guy who invented slavery. Just say, you're a tough crowd, but I will break through. Thank you for putting the door open. Also, is anyone else just suddenly feel their taint go from dry to as moist as the ocean? Clappy, what do you say? What did you say? Did you say? The taint, the gooch. Do you know, the gooch. It's, it's the space between. Sure. Sure. Do you not. Wait a minute. I don't think women have gooches. No. Oh, it really shows up how much I pay attention down there. Where does my penis go? No talking. It's very brave to say in front of my actual girlfriend who didn't even laugh at that, just stared at me like, fuck you, mate. I'm sure women had... Anyway, this is very embarrassing and not helping towards the comedy of our show. Now, uh, you went to Chicago. Chicago is the best city in America. If you hate America, go to Chicago. It's literally just nice people who are five pounds heavier than they should be welcoming you to their city. It's the only place where you get off at the airport and you're like, where are the taxis? And someone who is from Chicago, well, let me tell you, man, here's where you're going to go there. There's a taxi right there. Now, they'll tell you it's $75 into the, the main loop there, but it's not. It's not. It's 50. Don't let them lie to you. They'll lie. Chicago. We're tricky. Chicago. And get out. You said you were just going to the bathroom, but you have a refreshed drink. Your friend was waiting for you? What a nice friend. That's just a friend waiting for you with a nice cheeky cocktail? There's a girl asking for a pink hat. What kind of show has this become? Anyway. There's a pink hat. Wait, come back. Why do you need this pink hat? It's your favorite hat. Everyone look under your seats. No pink hat. Why is it your favorite hat? It went on your first snowboarding trip. No pink hat at all? Where did you lose it? Where was the last place you saw it? Thank you for... St it was on the bed. Is anyone sitting on a pink hat? Hey, not a funny show, but helpful as fuck. What can you say? What it lacks and laughs, it makes up for in considerate behavior. No one is sitting on the pink hat. We may have a pink hat. What kind of pink hat is it? It's got a bobble on the end. Very good idea. Is it on the windowsill? No. All right, well, that killed the energy dead. That's very fine. So, Josh, the suggestion was, the title was? I am never going to the mall again. Very good. Shopping centers is what we're talking about. It's mall because it was written by my girlfriend, Deirdre. She wrote all the titles. 
round two. She wrote all the... Who, whose phone just went off? Was it yours? I don't know. I think it was yours, miss. Yes, I do. And if it has gone off, can we call the person that texted you? Who texted? Jesus. <laughs> what did you say? The message failed to send, so <laughs> you win this round. <laughs> who was it from or who was it to? Uh, it's from my boyfriend. It's from your boyfriend? <laughs> I don't judge. How how dare you assuming that I would assume that? A little intersectional byplay there, guys. Yeah, that's right. I've read a Bell Hooks book. I read the cover page. I went to a fine arts class. I slept most of the way, but I absorbed some things. Uh, and what were you sending to your girlfriend? Uh, asking how her night's going? It's five o'clock in the afternoon. How long have you been drinking that you still think it's the night? Since about 11 o'clock. Man, you are going to be dynamite at a late show tonight. Just yelling clappy, trying to make out with your girlfriend who's not there. I think I just hooked some people up, and I didn't intend to do that. Now, uh, that's a small... Here's one of my biggest peeves with being in Britain. I've lived here for five years. Is that you're a very accepting island. You truly are. A lot of people criticize you for being overly conservative. And on the base level, you're not. You will accept anything. Any type of performance, any type of idea, you will listen to it. There is one issue that you guys will fucking rigidly defend. And that is that because you are encompassed by England, you think the English language is yours and not a fluid thing that is shared by Canada, America, and Australia. So as a Canadian, see, you're shaking your fucking head. Okay, listen. You mean Gaelic? It's not technically called this. Oh, is that just the Scottish version of English? Yes. It is incredibly unique. I still don't really know what a ball bag is. She made a joke, still got a laugh. Being a comedian is great. I just mispronounced the name of my job that I've had for 11 years. I've never been more hot in my life. Weirdly, I'm dry on my left side and not my right. Is that a stroke? Now, when you guys didn't laugh at that last part, I was like, oh, I think that is a stroke. Um... I'm aware that there is also a unique Scottish dialect. I've become aware of it, calling everyone pal, weird, weirdly yelling while driving, but everyone never speaks on a bus. <laughs> Have you noticed that? You're in a car with a Scottish person, and it's a shout festival. Let me tell you about... Then on a bus, just... Excuse me, is this bus going to Waverly Station? There's no talking, pal. This is the most odd, bizarre... Like, Scotland is an amazing thing because it's a riotous party city. Edinburgh is particularly during the festival. Get crazy. Go nuts. You can do anything. You want to see a man dressed as a Bible set on fire by a child who then eats him? You can do anything. Unless you want to buy beer from an off-license at 11.02. Then fuck you. This is Scotland. If you're going to get drunk, you'll do it anywhere. 
except your own house. Because if you're going to break something, we want to make sure it's owned by the public. <laughs> but Scotland, you have this, this is something you guys do share with the English. Now, I know you don't like being compared to the English, but thank you for nodding along and not reacting like some of your sp- Scottish brothers and sisters. Yeah, let's fucking get some fucking cross-draft going up in the... You're telling me. I'm having to fucking think. You're just sitting there fanning yourself while your gentleman enjoys his cool beverage and is not... <laughs> has not even offered you a sip. Now, I'm not saying I would do, wouldn't do the same thing, but I would definitely say, have a, have a little sip instead. No, look at him, he's moving it away. Oh, now we... Yeah, fucking... What is it? So it could be poison. Raspberry Who are you, the bartender? Sir, sir can, I, sir, can I just say the way you're framed in that door frame with those sunglasses, you look like every Coke dealer I've ever met in my entire life. Like, it is, it, it is not a judgment on your character. Some of the nicest people I've met are drug dealers, but literally just you coming around the corner. I, I, fuck, I thought you were about to say, anyone need anything? 60 quid. Festival prices. Yeah. There's some customers here if you know anyone. What, they get it for free? Oh, you're the worst Coke dealer. There's no way you're a drug dealer. No drug dealer's ever said you get it for free. They always say, oh, do you want some for free? And then you try and they're like, oh, it's 40 pounds. And you're like, you said it was for free. And then you find yourself arguing with a criminal and you realize, no, I'm the asshole. I trusted an illegal person. I once farted in a Coke dealer's car. Here's what happened. we were like 21, and it was like the first time ever I, we'd gone to a bar and we'd picked up girls, and I was very nervous, and I was with my buddy, and we picked up girls, and we brought them back to my house, and we were like making cocktails out of those like remnants of alcohol you have in your house when you're like a student. So it's like, would you like some sipping brandy and some uh, zip cola I found by a radiator? It is gross. And we were sipping that, and one of the girls was a bit go-ahead, and she was like, you guys want a party? And I was like, I, I, I do. I think that means sex, but I don't know. And then she was like, let's get some coke. I've called a guy and I was like all right I guess and then she's like you pay for it and I I'm a cheap asshole so I was like I don't know about that and I turned to my friend and I was like we'll go splitsies and he did and the guy arrived and I got very nervous I'd never been in a drug dealer's car before and only ever bought weed in a park and I like buying weed because it's always fun it's like a nice hippie dude and he always talks to you a little too long like he's just like how are you I'm fine how are you my dog just died what well, wasn't my dog it was my ex-girlfriend's dog but I was really close with the dog we actually ended extended the relationship about six months longer than we were supposed to because I just wanted to be with the dog. I should have stolen the dog. What I'm trying to say is, it's not a great day. And then you give him money, and then you smoke weed with him, and then you leave. But a Coke dealer, I always find is very seemly and sort of weird. You always have to go away from the fun. Like, the fun is happening here, and then you're like, I know how to enhance. Some of you have not done drugs, and I can feel that from your energy. (laughs) And you're judging me. Listen. Without those substances, I would not have learned that you don't need to see 7 o'clock in the morning from the night before. Some of you figured that out already. We were like, no, I'll go to bed and wake up at 7 o'clock and greet it. I wanted to see what happens if you drink all the vodka in the world and see 7 o'clock after all the numbers, and you think it's fun the first time. It's not fun when you fall asleep and then wake up in a shower crying. I happened to, it happened at 22. The shower wasn't on, by the way, but I thought it was because I'd cried so much. It does something to your serotonin. Anyway, so Coke dealer's on the way. He calls. This was old school, by the way, before we had 
everyone had cell phones, so he called the house phone at like four o'clock in the morning. So you're just like, oh, this is naughty. And he's like, I'm downstairs. And I was like, okay. And I put the phone down and I said to my buddy, okay, let's go, come with me. He's like, no, go by yourself. And I was like, I'm not going by myself. If I'm going to jail, I want to have a friend so I can trade you into sexual slavery for cigarettes. And that was my plan inside. I didn't tell him that part. Uh, he was just much prettier than I am. I'm smart. I'm a gruff man. I'm going to join the Latin Kings and become like their treasurer. Do gangs have a treasurer? I feel like if I joined a gang, I'd be very good at the admin. Just walking around. Fellas, where are the bandanas? Come on. There is a reason why we dress in yellow. Are we the Latin kings or are we the Latin idiots? Make a decision. I really enjoyed that, Jag. You guys had none of it. Now, so uh, we walked down the steps, and, we, and it, was a, it was a black, sort of like a, like, I remember it being a Cadillac, but it definitely wasn't a Cadillac. It was a guy selling Coke on the street, $40, pound, or $40 a time. He couldn't afford a Cadillac, but I remember it being a Cadillac, and I got in the front seat, and my buddy got in the back seat, and I was so nervous. And so he handed me the Coke, and then my buddy handed him the money, and then I farted. <laughs> like so loud like you know how sometimes you think it's going to sneak out like it's just going to be like P -p <sighs> this one was just like it was a real clapper it was a <laughs> <laughs> like it came out just like <laughs> like it finished with a flirt it was like a fireworks display and then like I you know, you sometimes hope that the sound is all that you're in for. And then the smell just descended on us. And the Coke dealer went, did you just fart in my car? And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. And he went, it's a little rude. I'm going to be, I'm not breathing in your shit. Can you please get out of the car? And I did, and it took me years to realize the hypocrisy that a man who sold us basically cleaning chemicals at a little speed got upset that I made him smell my microscopic shit. That is a beautiful, beautiful metaphor for the West and how we think about things. We will sell you cocaine, but if you fart near me, I'm suddenly the better. Back to linguistic problems on this island. When I say something that is North American jargon that you guys clearly know the word for, I don't appreciate that you all stare at me like you've never heard the word elevator in your fucking life. My most hated one is bin. I've said to someone, excuse me, where's the garbage can? And they look at me like I was like, you eat garbage out of a can? No, I'm looking to put my, fuck you. It's annoying, it's rude. Do you understand that right now I could be saying nothing? I could simply be taking a shit on a piece of metal, and none of you would say a word, unless I happen to remark, oh, I love how this shit feels on the aluminum, and then you'd all rise as one and scream, it's aluminium, motherfucker. Now shit on it. Now, shopping centers, as a child, they were the goal, always, weren't they? That's where you'd go to hang out. I don't know, who, you're 20, yes, Josh? Yeah. Do you, in your youth, did you go hang out? Yeah. You would? Yeah. It's weird. I would never go hang out in a shopping center. When's, when's the last time anyone's gone to a shopping center? Just throw it out. Today. Today. What did you do? Um, what shop where's there a shopping center in Edinburgh? Princess Street doesn't count. Glasgow, you win this round. <laughs> Are you just in for the day? Yeah. What part of Glasgow do you live in? Um, Southside. I don't know what that means, but I always ask. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't. I know. I know. There's the river. I know. There's the Stan Comedy Club. There's, pardon me. 
I don't know what side of the river I'm on when I usually am on. I'm from Fife originally. That's what always happens with Scottish people. They seem to all be from Fife. <laughs> but they always tell you, oh, where are you from? I'm from Glasgow. How long you? Oh, you lived there all your life? Uh, six months, but I'm from Fife. <laughs> Pardon me? What did I just fucking say? <laughs> fucking magical. And what made you move to Glasgow? Uh, just, just had to get out of Fife? Yeah, I've been to five. I've been to tire fires that were more welcoming than your community. I understand. You notice how they all looked at their shoes going, we can't agree with him because we're from there, but accurate. I was in Fife and I saw a homeless man getting a blowjob. It is not a nice place. I understand that you have to defend it. I am from a shitty, stupid, boring white person town called Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And if anyone is like, it's boring, I'm like, fuck you! It's got the world's largest skating rink. How dare you? Pardon me? Yeah, trust me. It's boring. You'd literally go skating on the rink and you'd go, what else there is to do? And they'd say, you skate back. And then you go take a nap. You're very easily impressed. I like that. What is your name? Amanda. And who are you here with, Amanda? You did not know his name right away. I can tell. How did, how, and what is the connection between you two? Our partners? <laughs> yeah, the the fucking. Co- yeah, Coke. Your name is Math? Yeah, you are a drug dealer for sure. <laughs> Sir, have you ever done anything illegal? <laughs> Pardon me? You don't think so? I no. No. It's exactly what someone who's. It's against your religion? What is your religion? Muslim. I'm not. I'm literally trying to think of one, but I can see everyone's face looking at me going, yeah, fucking good luck, white man. (laughs) Well, isn't doing anything illegal against any religion? Sorry? I don't know how he's winning this argument, but he is. Isn't doing anything illegal against any religion, religion's beliefs. Let's see if I can fucking get my way out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you are aware there are other religions besides being Muslim. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, you are aware in most of those other religions, they also have tenets that say do not behave illegally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know where this is going, but I'm excited to see where it plays out. Now, follow along and watch a man possibly offend everyone and then jump out that window. So wouldn't you say that behaving illegally for the purposes of attaining to a religious belief is not just a Muslim belief, but is a belief that is shared throughout all the religions and yeah. is possibly something that unites you all because aren't we just human beings, individual snowflakes trying to figure out how to live in this blizzard of life without melting. And really it's, it's not our differences that separate us, it's our differences, or differences, because differences is not a word, <laughs> our differences that unite us, right? Yeah. yeah. Fucking got out of that one, didn't I? <laughs> very good. And are you, uh, what to say, are you a practicing Muslim? That's a very rude thing to say. But are, do you keep uh, halal? No. I'm not really religious. I was just lying here. Yeah, you're drinking. <laughs> just patting you on this. Yeah, you're drinking. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Thank you, Deirdre. You yeah, you, I thought I smelled bacon, you <laughs> son of a bitch. 
Is your is your family religious? Then you broke away to party and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. How did that conversation go? I kind of just accepted that I was like, I'm, I was born in Glasgow as well, <laughs> and moved to. Brother, I can tell you got a Glasgow vibe and a Glasgow accent, and also Glasgow shoulders, which are down, relaxed, but ready for a fight. <laughs> And that is not to judge Glasgow as a violent place. It's just that I've been on Saki Hall Street at 3 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. And I don't know if it's something that's like a council rule, but there are four fights. One in front of that weird greasy spoon that's across from the, gar the garage or garage, whatever the fuck you call it. The garage, yeah, yeah. There's always a fight right there. Then you go across the street to the Tesco's and there's two dudes fighting over a girl every fucking Saturday. Different girl, usually the same two guys. Then across the street from them, around that weird, last time I was there was a building site, but they might have put something there and there's always flies, uh, fly postering for ver various concerts. There's always someone taking a shit and then two people fighting right there. And then when you go a little bit up that hill, but not too far, when you're in front of sort of the O2 venue, there was always definitely a homeless guy just fighting with the police. Now, there are Glasgow people here and do you notice how they laughed and ha ha, but how hacky premise, because that is their life every Saturday. I. I once was walking with a kebab down Talkie Hall Street and a guy just took a bite of it and went, thanks. <laughs> and I was with people and I was like, is that weird? And he was like, no, it's Saturday. And I was like, that's not... <laughs> like, in the Edinburgh-Glasgow war, I am, I'm more Glasgow than I am Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I'm not saying that to just rev up the Edinburgh people it's just that Edinburgh the rest of the year is it reminds me of my hometown it's, it's calm it's cool what shall we do well the library's open and we can read art books until four <laughs> but then Glasgow it's the same vibe like no one will admit it but Glasgow is incredibly cultured the People's Palace the various other art galleries but it's you're in there with just scumbags <laughs> that you would not think are appreciating art just a man with a neck tattoo that has fuck off tattooed on his knuckles and he's just looking at a tapestry Ah, a Dada-esque tapestry. You know, you wouldn't think you'd see this in Glasgow, but we're actually very much influenced that because we were, a, uh, of course, very hit by World War I and a lot of the soldiers died, which is why it's a very aggressive place. Some people say that aggression is bred into the walls. I'm on angel dust, by the way. Like, it, it's an amazing city. Um, and so, so Matt, so you, what just happened? You just started boozing, eating pork, and mom and dad were just like, fuck it. You met me and you fucked. <laughs> I was literally going to say the same thing, but I'm glad. I'm glad one of his friends said it because if I said it with my suddenly weakening voice, it would have come across really mean. But you said it in a fun, like zing, but accurate kind of way. Back to you, Math. What was the first time you took a, a sip of alcohol? Uh, I was sixteen. Late. It was late. I... Yeah. Again, not Before a. Before that, you were religious. You really gave it a good go right into about the first four minutes of adulthood, and then you're like, fuck this noise. So now, as soon as I had control of myself, I was like, I would rather drink. Very good. Uh, and has, have you influenced your parents at all? Is your like, dad like sipped a whiskey and been like, not for me? No. Uh, they've just kind of never tried anything. Never tried anything. <laughs> It's very interesting. I have a friend of mine. Uh, I won't say who he is because he's a comedian here. And he is, he's very, very religious. He's a practicing Muslim, very, very into it. But I have never met a man who loves sex 
not with someone he's married to more than anyone in my entire life. Like when I say, like he's, I've seen him literally like waiting by the gates of an artist bar for people to come out and his move is just sort of like, I'll buy a kebab. You want a taxi ride? I have a dick. Let's fuck. What's your name? Like it's, it's just scattershot behavior and it's done with this weird, like it's not even charming. It's just so brazen that people are like, well, I guess we will. And we were living together in 2013, and he literally, it was like a rotating door of various women, all of whom he did describe using their religious per, like persuasion, like he was like, the Catholics coming up this weekend. Then he said, the weirdest one was like, I got a Jew coming on Sunday, and I was like, you can't say it like that, my friend. And, uh, and so the, uh, and it was, uh, there was a crossover period between the Catholic girl leaving and the Jewish lady coming. I wish I could remember the coming, ha <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Thank you. I knew that joke was just for us. Everyone else tolerated it, and what, one woman left. Too far for her. I came here for calm, fun jokes, not orgasm puns. No, I was trying to think of another jizz joke, but it escaped me. Get it? The jizz joke escaped? It's very hot in here. Anyway. So, uh, so it was the transition period. Now, he had a very quick window to shower and to vacuum his bed. He would vacuum his bed every time a lady left. Yeah, it was, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this about straight dudes. We are weird. And also, you've never lived until you've seen a man in his pants, still for some reason wearing a baseball cap, just vacuuming his bed, going, oh, that sex was great. Being like, you know, sex involves liquids and a vacuum does not get rid of those stains. If anything, it just dries them out so they're more presentational to the people that then join you in the bed. So he's vacuuming the bed and he goes, I gotta jump in the shower. And then uh, another friend of mine, Jack, his girlfriend arrived and we were all stood in the hallway and uh, this guy came out of the toilet, towel wrapped around, big fluffy white towel. And he, he was just walking, he was strutting and he's all excited because he's just gotten laid and he's about to get laid again. And he introduces himself to Jack's, uh, to Jack's girlfriend and I'm just stood there and there's the towel and I don't know why, but I just decided, rip the towel <laughs> off this man's body. If you do it in a fluid motion, you could already be in the toilet holding the towel before he realizes. Now there is a God, and he was punishing this man for his transgressions against the Muslim faith by sleeping with people that were not his wife. Because when I tell you that towel slipped into my hand like a hot knife through butter, I grabbed it, I fluently, I, 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 didn't, I didn't realize I did this, but my friend Jack who was watching said, you spun like a ballerina into the toilet. The door slammed perfectly, we heard it lock, and then you laughed like the Joker from Batman. <laughs> As just a man is just stood there, absolutely naked in the hallway, not completely aware the towel is gone. Then he just looked down, said, how unfortunate, and walked into his bedroom. How are we doing for time? Ooh, so much time left. All right, shopping mall in my hometown, it was the fucking apex, it was the, the epicenter of all teenage activity. I assume the same thing from, where are you from? Clappy? Where am I from? Where are you from? I, kind of from here, but from Glasgow, so. That's not true. You can't be from two cities at the same time. Were you born on the train? Here. You were born here in Edinburgh, yeah. and then you moved to Glasgow for a bit, and then you moved back. No, I still live in Glasgow. So you, I don't. So I was born here. Yeah. Then I went to Glasgow and have not come back. Wh which city do you more relate to? Glasgow. Then you're Glaswegian. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an Edinburgh vibe. There's a Glasgow vibe. Bit more tweed. Bit more leather jacket. 
You want to smoke some weed and drink some wine? Do you want to do coke? It's the morning. Those are the two vibes of the two different cities. I like, by the way, I haven't pointed out which city is which, but I think we all know which city is which. And so growing up in Glasgow, I see you guys hang out on that weird street where there's that giant Tesco's, like the outdoor sort of mall thing. And then there's that John Lewis that I've never seen anyone go into. Not to be critical of Glasgow, it's just not a John Lewis town. Maybe it is, and I was wrong. What? Is that what the one's called? I don't, I don't know what streets are called in the UK. I just describe them using grocery shops, and people tell me what they are. Yeah, I know I fucking did. I'm very good at it. You try and find a bus station at 4 o'clock. And exactly. It's usually a trick. I once found the bus, uh, the coach station in Manchester by saying, it looks like a, a car park, but it's not a car park. And he was like, oh, the coach station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two blocks over. It doesn't even look like a car park. Now... Then you'd hang out on the McLaren galleries and stuff like that and just be fucking mock each other. You, it doesn't seem like UK kids mock each other and bully each other in the same way. It just seems like one kid gets stabbed at 11, he dies, and then everyone just minds their P's and Q's until you all become adults. Now, I'm aware that not a lot of you laughed at that because you're all thinking of the kid that got stabbed when you were 11 that made that rule a thing, right? I don't know anyone that was stabbed. You don't know anyone that was stabbed, but you do know... What? He was more 13. Thank you for that clarification, brother. Without you, the tension in this room would continue to build. <laughs> now, guys, don't worry. I'm very good in a tense situation. Don't think I'm not good in a tense situation. I've been in a lot of tense situations. Once, I was in a lift, and someone farted, and two people claimed responsibility. <laughs> if I got through that, I can get through this. Now, going to shopping centers, and all this was up, when I turned sort of 13, I don't know about you guys, but I suddenly became fearful of ever being seen in public with my mom, or more importantly, my grandmother, because my grandmother is the most embarrassing person in the entire world. She has no boundaries. She would pinch her cheeks. She would grab your bum and just go like, oh, do you need to go to the bathroom? A weird woman. And as I look back now, the signs that the, the, of the dementia that later claimed her life were truly there from an early age. Anyway, and she was a very embarrassing person, and she was very much wanting me to get a girlfriend from an early age because she literally wanted great-grandchildren before she died. It was weird, because I look back, I was 13, what are you doing? And we'd walk around the mall, and if I recognized a girl from school, she would go, oh, she's lovely. Perhaps you could ask her to a dance. And I was like, that's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. And one time, I, uh, I, I was 13, and my grandmother was very worried about me using the bathroom by myself. So we got into an argument about her taking me into the ladies' room, which I was 13, and that wasn't fucking happening. I was raised by a single mom, so as a child, I would go into the ladies' room, which was the most scarring thing I think that's ever happened to me. I don't know how women develop this stereotypical reputation for having clean toilets. It's like a war in there. <laughs> Because there's so much more loud farting, but you guys continue to talk. Like, a man's bathroom is like a Scottish bus. Silent. <laughs> and just the amount of times as a child I just saw tampons on the ground. Right? What the fuck is up with that? I'm not crazy, right, sisters? If you walk into a toilet and there's a used tampon on the ground, you should be allowed to burn that building down and murder the woman who was so rude not to put that in the bin, right? Yeah, it's weird that I know about that. It's a weird sort of fact, and I can feel you all getting uncomfortable being like, have you gone into a woman's room recently? Yes, but not for the reasons that you thought. It's just sometimes I don't look at signs. It happened yesterday. I was taking a shit in a lady's room, and I walked out, and a woman was very surprised, and I said, I am so sorry, and then I walked out. Anyway, so I was 13, and my grandmother was arguing with me back and forth. Are you out of here? You got to go to the toilet? What an ironic moment. Yeah, that would be great. Could I have like a, a lime, lime and soda 
light on the lime, pint of. Which one? Clappy, what, anything? <laughs> okay, I want a rum and coke, pint of beer, lime soda, anyone else? Josh? Jager, a Jager bomb in the afternoon. Yeah, I've had three already. Are you fucking kidding me? You look like you're ready to drive a school bus. Math, what the fuck jacket are you wearing? Are you the last king of rock and roll? Math, come up here. No. Fuck that, I'll come there. You're, you're on the wire for the microphone. Yes, no, that's why I said that. <laughs> how are we doing for time? Ooh, nearly done. Math, how are we? I'm alright. How are you? I'm very good, brother. I'm glad you came into the room. It's very nice. I've never met someone who looks so much like a DJ. <laughs> and Math, what do you do for a living? Architectural technician. Architectural technician? Yeah. Are you like the badass Andrew Dice Clay rock star version of architecture? Like, we're putting the 11th floor on the ground floor, and the ground floor will be the roof. Something like that. What is the biggest mistake you've ever made as an architectural technician? I've not made any mistakes yet. The yet really terrifies me, brother. Um, what's your favorite building style? Like minimal. It's just nothing. Just a field. <laughs> I don't like that you laugh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have, you, have you built anything that we know about? No. Why not? I'm not quite there yet. How old are you? 36. Very good. It's a weird thing, and I don't mean this to sound as weirdly racial as it is, but I find that non-white people from Britain age appropriately, while white people in Britain just turn into raisins at 22. <laughs> And then somehow refuse to die. <laughs> That's probably true. I really like your energy, Math. You're, you're very nervous, but you're not sure why. It's because I've not had enough drink yet. Just getting started. Are you wearing Velcro shoes? No. You win this round. Are those buckled shoes? They're buckled Converse. Are those buckled Converse? Yeah. I'm very jealous of your ability to pull those off. Cheers. Are you a single man, Mav? Yeah. All right, what's your big pickup line for the ladies? Is it something building-oriented? Like, hey, baby, you want to screw in a lift? <laughs> Do I need to explain that brilliant joke, by the way? Because he's an architect, so he actually builds things using a screw. A lift is in a building, so we're going to screw in a lift. Good, I'll kill myself. Now, um, final question, and then we're going to wrap up the show with one final bit that you'll be a part of. Are you excited? Uh, yeah. Okay, final question. Who, who of all the people that you're here at the show with, who is your favorite? Craig. Is that, that's really, is that why you bought him a drink that he refused to share with his girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> Very good, Math. All right, Math, you're going to help me out with the final part of the show. Are you excited? <laughs> Buddy, I'm, it's not like I make you lie down and I shit in your mouth or anything like that. <laughs> that only happens on Sundays. All right, Math. Take a uh, title out of that bad boy. And, uh, and Laura, I want you to tell me how math is going to read this, because your first suggestion was so good. Uh, uh, Russian accent. A Russian accent. 
Please rise, Math. Yes, you do. Also, the way you have your jacket on your shoulders. You look like a general for the Red Army. I can't do that. Mate, that's a really fucking easy one. Um, I'm not going to wear a good accent. <laughs> just, just, really just, just give it... Laura, really Laura, 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 sorry. Typical male behavior making a woman do his work. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, fucking give it a good go. You did Russian accents as well. Did you say I'm good at Russian accents as well? You can fucking do it. Laura, 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 Laura. Does it make you feel bad that people were saying Laura but still clapping? I don't know how you to do that. Just fucking do it. It's not like hey, listen. Say something else in Russian. Yeah, just say it's like this. It's like boom, yun, yun, yun. You do Craig, Craig. You fucking tell him, Craig. It's really fucking easy, right? Like it's a short one. Getting caught on the roof. Very good. Now, uh, as a young person, we end the show with me telling a story from my youth. Uh, as a young person, I always would, like, I was, we didn't do drugs or drink. What we were, we were vandals. We would break shit one Halloween. We stole, in Canada, that you, you uh, rake your leaves and you put them in bags. And two of my friends spent two weeks stealing everyone's leaf bags and piling them in the woods. And then they dragged them into an intersection and lit them on fire. I never. I was always. I was always an, ob an observer to the vandalism because I was like, "Oh, if I get caught, my grandmother and my mom will actually kill me. They will show me a knife in a drawer, and then I will wake up with blood coming from down here, and then I'll never be heard from again." And I got a lot of shit. I literally think because I'm telling this story, my mom has called the police to have me arrested for trespassing. When I was 13, all my friends bullied me kind of into, into climbing onto the roof of our old elementary school, which you could really do because they were really stupid and the janitor left his ladder for washing the windows outside, locked to a pole. Now, here's why he was stupid. He didn't lock it laying down. He locked it to the pole like this and just put it sort of, it was sort of forming an H out from the roof. So all you had to do was kind of move it and twist it, and now you just had a ladder onto a roof. So they were like, you gotta climb onto the roof and then film a, fill a Coke bottle with stones and then throw the bottle of Coke off the roof. Now, I don't know what this was gonna do. To this day, I don't know why we did this, but we did it most Fridays. You throw the Coke bottle with rocks off the roof and then it would break and then there'd just be rocks in a car park. We weren't smart people. <laughs> So I went up by myself, and, uh, and I was running around getting rocks, and then I heard a door open, which I was like, oh, fuck, there's a janitor still in the school. I'm in trouble. And I went to sneak back down off the roof, and he grabbed me, uh, which was a bit dangerous because we were on a roof, and if I had slipped, I would have fallen off the roof and died. And he grabbed me, and he took me inside, and he sat me in the principal's office, and he went, you're, that is, sorry, that is trespassing. I should, I'm calling the police or your parents. Which one do you want? And I said, call the police. I am 13 years old. You cannot charge me as an adult. This is trespassing. They probably even won't waste the time handcuffing me. They will probably come, scare me a little bit. I can walk home. Now, the janitor was smart. He realized because I said police, he is, let's see if she actually got me a lime and soda. 
You didn't he? Uh, please take one before it drops. <laughs> you really betrayed me. Thank you, my friend. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. It's totally fine. Tone of voice you just used was very critical. Didn't totally appreciate it. It's totally fine. My heart's breaking a little bit. Oh, you fucking should be. I really was hoping for that lime and soda. Anyway, so... No, I already took a sip of that... It's totally cool. What is it? I'm not a big gin and tonic guy. Because gin tastes like, I don't know, the liquid that comes out of your eyes when you're really dehydrated. Yeah, it does. Did you feel that? No, it's not a tasty, refreshing beverage. If I want a clear liquid liquor drink, a vodka soda with gin and tonic. Also, you're Scottish. You should not be drinking the drink of the English. Be free. Put whiskey in a skull and drink that on the borders. Whiskey's rubbish? Is that against the law? Yeah, what, whiskey or saying whiskey's rubbish? Listen, here's my problem with whiskey. When I drink something, I want it to taste good as opposed to it to taste like it hates me for no reason. It doesn't taste good. I don't, maybe it does to you, but to me, it's like drinking all the hatred my father has for my career choices. Thank you, four people, for getting that joke. And the rest of you going, what a sad thing to say. Some of this is invented. Now, I'm going to finish this fucking story. I'm going to stand at the back. If uh, It's free to get in. It's pay what you want to get out. Suggest a donation of five pounds. If you, can't, if you don't have five pounds, take a flyer. Come to my other show where you have to pay uh, to get in. And if you can't do that, well, then you're a cheapskate and we're not friends. Now, thank you, Craig. I really like how that soldier where you just went, What was that, fella? <laughs> so I'm on the roof. The janitor was very smart. He realized that because I wanted the cops, he should call my mom. And because my mom was the head of the PTA, there was a photo of me and my mom in the principal's office. So he went, is that you? And I'm an idiot. And went, yeah. And he went, okay, that's your mom. That's the head of the PTA. He looked up her phone number, called her. She drove up to the school in her 1992 Toyota Tercel, came in. I knew those three people would leave before the end of the show, get out of paying. Cheapskates. Mm, I'm sending math out of... What? I don't know. I, she refused to take the tracking device I offered her. I don't know. Anyway, my mom drove up in her 1992 Toyota Tercel. She burst into the janitorial office and went, where is the criminal? That was me. And the janitor smiled and kind of looked at me and went, mm, and you wanted me to call the police. She dragged me into the car. All my friends were hiding in the bushes and uh, they started uh, uh, laughing at me. And then my mom yelled, I'm calling all of your parents and telling them that you have drugs on you. And then she drove me home and I was grounded for a month and all of those people stopped bullying me. Now, not the funniest way to end the show, but hey, we need to get out of here because I would like to know what oxygen feels like again. <laughs> Clappy, Clapper, what is your actual nickname? Clappy. Clappy. It is Clappy? It is, yeah. Before we go, I just want to say, I'm so sorry that's your nickname. <laughs> I worry about it. Enjoy the rest of your festival. Long live Glasgow. I'll see you at the back. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>